Hello, and welcome to the season two premiere of the Redeeming Church podcast. I'm Andrew. My good friend Mike and I started this podcast because we want to help the church be all that Christ intended her to be. On this podcast, we look at the church of Jesus and all of her glories and shortcomings and discuss how you could be the necessary change to help her thrive. Let's dive in. season two we did it mike we did it andrew we did it and we have some friends to kick off season two episode one you told us that this would be the, the season finale of season one well in, in the you know we did say that but do what we lies do <laughs> and not what we say there there was a bit of a family update for for you andrew well you know i had to push things off having and, kids and stuff yeah we did <laughs> Yep, pretty much. There, there they are, right there. Pretty much right there. <laughs> Baby Ruth. Ruth's in the room. Appreciate that, Justin. We did, We had a kid over the summer. Yeah, we'll update. In fact, hey, uh, well, let me introduce our little guest and we'll do a little brief updates. Um, welcome guest, Mr. <clears throat> Stephen Heimiller, back by Popular Demand. What's going on, Steve? What popular. defines popular demand? Because I've been back now once. Yeah. And that's now. <laughs> no. Define demand. Popular demand. People were like, man, you should have another interview on. And nobody said yes. So we got Steve again. So I'm fantastic. just, I'm a good, I'm a good hang. You that's know, right. Andrew. And so. then uh, <laughs> also back our good friend by popular demand, Justin Kelly. What up, Jace, J. Cal? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> good afternoon. <laughs> it is a good afternoon. It's a warm afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh man, brief updates. Let's just let's just round circle it real fast. Steve, any any fun updates from last? You looked at Mike and then said Steve. I know. Oh it darn! Was, it was like a no look pass. Um, I'm not married, oh. so just in case you wanted so, to know, is that like an unupdate? <laughs> like an it's anti. It's like uh, you know, just keeping Status it steady quo. and consistent in my life. I got uh, I got a promotion recently in my job. Congratulations. I'm, I'm, for all of you who think, like, this is just a bunch of pastors talking, it's not. Like, I'm an engineer. Yeah. I, I'm a De- lay person. Just to be clear, Steve is definitely not a pastor. There are, yeah. There are, well, maybe I'm about to be. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, it's a little more, more like there, there are pastors, and then there are the guys who, like, pay pastors, and that's kind of where Steve is. Yeah. At, yeah. His, yeah his, his I tithe position. to my church, yes. so I pay pastors. Steve volunteers just enough that he can, like, feel like he, can, he has a right to speak into things. Then, uh, and <laughs> then they just bring me in to entertain people. They're yep. just like, yeah, so. And you're real, oh, you got a promotion? Yeah, I got a promotion. It was good. Um, so, yeah, I like my company. It's nice. great. So, yeah. J. Cal, any, uh, anything from the last two or three months? Exciting? Done some traveling. Uh, went to Alaska earlier this month. and um, that felt good. It did. It was good to just kind of get away yep. for a little bit. And uh, been doing a lot of umpiring this summer. I just did a tournament uh, yesterday and this morning. Those guys don't actually say strike ever. They just like yell real loud. I say strike. It's all I ever It hear. just has to sound like okay. strike and then three. Well, because ball, you don't <laughs> say anything. So you could say anything in the place of strike, and they would call it a strike. Right? Usually. Because when there's a ball, you don't say anything. Pretty much. It's an Irish goodbye every time. It's true. <laughs> um... I'll do my update. I already did. I had a kid. That was it. <laughs> yep, there she is right there. <laughs> Man, where were the sound effects last season? Great. Uh, I had a kid, Ruth Ann Goff. She's a, she's a beaut. June 16th, so we're 
We're playing zone now. Got three. And they're, they're quite a crazy Insert game. Baby Ruth joke Insert here. Baby Literally Ruth. everyone, including me. I can't figure out yes. who somebody left me like a six-pack of Baby Ruths on my desk. Pretty fun. Probably one of our listeners. Probably. Yes, one of our four listeners. It was, it was Glenn. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Glenn. Uh, yeah. Nope. So we've been adjusting on a little bit of paternity leave and kind of back part-time now for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, getting, getting it done. We did, got a lot of landscaping done this summer. Had to get our backyard regraded, but nobody cares about that. So, Mike, any updates this summer, Mike? None. Okay. Nope. Moving on. Hey, Bucks won. Bucks Yeah. Hey. Fox and Six. That was great. When we were recording this, it was about uh, four or five days ago, so. Yeah. We had zero doubts throughout the whole playoffs. Literally no doubts. I didn't call out our coach on Facebook after the Game 5 <laughs> loss to Brooklyn. I definitely did not do that. I did do that. I did not. Got a lot of likes. Um, I'm popular. But Mike, for real, you got an update. <laughs> what, do we, uh, what do we say for the next episode? Ah, sneaking you know, out. Yeah, you know, we'll, uh, well, we'll... secret update. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good. Come come listen to us next time. Okay, okay. I do I do have a... I wait, I guess a, a podcast update. Well, hey, like, I can speak into... Um, hey, so our season two, we are, we are on uh, a different podcast host forum called Anchor. So you can find our podcast on anchor.fm slash redeemingchurch. That's that's us. Now, maybe you already follow us on Spotify or Google or Apple, and that actually doesn't change at all. Like, you can still find our episodes through mm. any of those. But what's nice about Anchor is that that's a, that being a new host is that our episodes are all right there, as well as uh, you can message us directly through Anchor. So if you were, if you're itching to get a hold of us, if you got questions or complaints... Maybe you want to demand that Steve come back for another episode um, or demand that he does not come back. Yeah, that would be <laughs> either more, be either way. Uh, but you can do that through uh, through the Anchor, uh, our new Anchor home. Um, also, I'll say this real quick. Uh, Please do. Yeah. You know, we do not, um, you know, we, we don't do this podcast for money. Uh, but we can. <laughs> but we can. Yeah. But, uh, but what we, uh, there are two reasons why I think we do this podcast. That's not by choice, everybody, well, just yeah. so you know. There's not much. Uh, we have gotten no sponsors yet for season two. But uh, Come on, Stone Creek. But we uh, we like having fun with this. This is a big reason why we do it. We also, uh, from, from people who have told us, like real legit people, like this is not me making up like... David Platt. Yeah, right. Yeah. David there, Platt has told us. This. Yeah, yeah. There are people who have messaged us who said, hey, this has been a great, like, thanks for this. Like, I've gained a whole lot. Like, I know one guy who binge all our episodes, which that's crazy to me. But so if, if you've, if you've taken some things out of these episodes, we encourage you to share it. If there's other people who are like, hey, they might benefit from one of these ridiculous episodes. Please do share. That would, that would be great because we do it. We do it for the people. That's why. For the and people, and not you, for the money. Not for the money. And Unless if, you want to pay us. Hashtag ministry. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do know Platt, I mean, you could send it to him. Yes. That would be. We would love to have him. That would be fine. Francis Chan. If you know any of these guys, we would gladly trade Steve for David Platt. Feel free to pass it along. Would you? Steve is very I'm, much. A I'm going to prove my worth in the next couple hours. Steve's here. a placeholder permanently for David Platt. <laughs> We would have Steve on regard. Even if we would choose you, hey, we would choose you over David Platt. Would we? For being on a podcast? Trying to encourage him. I don't know, yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, intro to, well, that was a pretty long intro to our um, first episode of season two, but we have a good, fun game here to play with all three of us before we dive into uh, 
um, our topic, which our topic today is Christian culture, which is super fun. So I thought we'd thought we'd play a little little game show game. Uh, how's your Christianese? So everyone's got their buzzer ready. We're gonna be asking them questions is, is about. Is that okay to say, Andrew? Oh yeah. You combine Chinese with Christian well, in a joke. There are a number of languages. Is that okay? In, there are a number of languages. What about Indonesian? What about Christianish? So we have a Burmese English. church that meets in our church. <laughs> You're not helping your cause, man. It's all right. You can cut that. It's fine. Uh, so <laughs> um, we will be. Uh, I'll be asking some questions here. First person that buzzes in, which uh, I'm not really familiar with the buzzers that you're using because we all experimented with. Well, it's the heresy horn making a comeback, son. There's a, here's the horn makes it into season two. I like Justin's the best. Let's <laughs> hear Justin's ring. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's, I think, might be different every time. <laughs> and, I, and I just have the boring. Yeah, that is boring. Suiting. <laughs> okay, I'll ask some questions, and then uh, if nobody gets it after a while, I guess multiple choice. But um, here we go. All right, ready? I'm keeping track, and the winner gets um, to choose the worship song for next Sunday. So there you go. There's only time to Stairway do. Stairway to heaven. So there you go. Highway to hell. Let's go. Um, I don't know if you heard the keyword worship. Going up and then going down. Qualifier of worship songs. Oh. All right. Hell's bells. How's your how's your, how how is your knowledge of Christian culture here? Let's see if you can get some of these standard church staples that everybody should know. Start off with an easy one here. Uh, what year was the first vacation Bible school? What oh. year was the first vacation Bible school? Anybody who goes to church should oh. know this. Heresy horn. We got Steve coming on. Um, Steve. Thirty-three A.D. 33, oh, because... Because Jesus' ministry was definitely the first vacation Bible school. Except it was the real vacation Bible school. But did they serve snacks? Uh, Mm. Fish, Mm. bread, wine. Crafts. Heck yeah, let's go. We we serve wine in VBS. 33 AD is it? For the leaders on day five. Is it correct? (laughs) We do do not do that if anybody's listening. Emily. 33 AD is incorrect. Anybody else got a guess? (laughs) Justin, what do you got? I'm going to go with gobble, gobble. 1948. 1940. Okay, it's quality guess. Post-World War II. Yeah, we'll give Mike a guess. Boom. Now, give, give it to him. For now, because they're wrong, can you tell me if it's, is it, was it higher than that? Was it, uh, do I get like a range here? Um, it was, C was not really close. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. That's helpful. I'm going to, I'll say, uh... Let's just go 1970. 1970. The yes. correct answer was 1894. No way. 1894. Wow. It's part of the recovery from the Civil War. From a uh, Sunday school teacher who didn't feel like she had long enough to uh, do it on Sunday morning, so she expanded it. Into what was the theme? Program. Industrial meat packing? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Could, could you imagine, I don't imagine they were them pitching the concept of like, oh, it's like a vacation, but in Bible school, and that would stick for true. hundreds of years. It's true. I don't think themes came along until Lifeway was invented. So, uh, But hey, Justin, you get a point for being closest. Well done. Very good. Awesome. Got points. We're doing non-prices right style, even though you went over the... He's a pastor, so the points do mean something in eternity. something. All right. Uh, Question number two. um, What is a common acronym for the word Bible? What is a common acronym for the word Bible? Hmm... Ooh, man, this is good. Clearly we have some unchurched, unchurched friends here. Uh, I can give you the first word. First word is 
which there are a number of possibilities, but there's one that's kind of most popular. Basic. B for basic. Wow. Just really stumping everybody. She's <laughs> getting blank stairs for everybody. Cut this question out. Instructions? Heresy horn. It's not heresy. What is it? What you got? Basic institutional I, I told you the second word that's not it no but I oh, you geez. said any acronym basic institutional <laughs> blasphemy <laughs> let's excommunicate uh, <laughs> while there are a number of correct answers that's not one of them uh, and there is a correct answer the main one we were looking for is basic instructions before leaving earth is a very common trope oh for when oh, we, wow I'm when not we, a good to Christian comedian when we teach little kids uh, really? At Vacation Bible School. Apparently, apparently I missed that one. Way back. I missed that year. 33 AD, I guess. That's right. There's a lot of dead space you can just cut out of that. Sydney guys back to VBS. Okay, uh, number three. What is the best version of the Bible? Uh, I think that's Justin with a new The farmer's one. only version. <laughs> yeah, Justin. We're going to go with the old King James version. Old ye James old version. Ye old, old spelled O-L-D-E. That's redundant. D-E, that's good. Yeah. That's very um, redundant. So this is actually kind of a trick question because any good Christian, the correct answer is anything except for the message. Anything oh, except for the message. That's technically not the Bible. Is that's it? that's a reimagining uh, of the... Ask Eugene Peterson. <laughs> Anything but the message. Uh, hate on the message. That's the only trick Actually, question. I do like the message in question. short amounts. Yeah. I do too. No. There's nothing wrong with using it for some Just things. like a little bit of, you know. I, I wouldn't preach out of the message. Out of touch with Christian culture. Which I know pastors have done. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, some of these are very factual, so we're done with the subjective questions, I think. So uh, really? get your Googling out. You may not Google these. Um, what is the most memorized Bible verse? Justin. Dang it. Oh, the yeah. Justin with the buzz in. Mike trying to jump the gun. Justin, what do you got That would us? be John 3.16. That is correct. Can now you say quote it. it? Say it in French. <laughs> wow. It in French. <laughs> that was funny. That's That was funny. Well done. Um, funny. That is correct. John 3.16, absolutely. Um, what is the second most memorized? Philippians 4.13. Oh, man. You know, that is the most painted on an athlete's face. But that is not the second most memorized. That's a good try. Second most memorized. Mm. Justin, you did ring in. No. I'm going to get to Justin because he rang in initially. Jesus wept. Oh, that, no. My, that, was, that was not in the top five, actually. Uh, Romans 3.23? No. Uh, Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. Oh. Uh, Dear. The opening of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. points awarded there. I have lost track of the points. Um, I think Justin has only gotten the points. <laughs> he just, he's like, gotten one oh, point, and we we're really bad. <laughs> All right, um, or too good. <laughs> I will give this to you if you could name three out of the five. Uh, I'll give I'll give you the point. Uh, the top five hymns being sung right now by churches. Top five hymns oh. being sung right now. You're just like for churches. Does, can you first does, tell us how many of them are from Hillsong? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, Hillsong Young and Free doesn't count as I, a hymn. I do have a Hillsong question <laughs> later. This is not it. Top five hymns, yes. Oh, wait, I need all five? Or can I just you can get one? three out of five. Uh, it is well. Number five, well done. Um, oh, shoot. 
What constitutes as a How great our God? P.S. The only non-worship team member here, buzzing in. My Savior God to thee. How great thou art? Yeah, number one. One more. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Funeral. Grace. Number three. Thanks for the assist. Crushed it. Number two, Jesus paid it all. Number four, be thou my vision. Number two, Jesus paid it all. I was surprised by that. There you go. Huh. Right now, most popular right now. Number one A, Jesus Freak. Um, the best hymn of all. Yes. I don't know that I've heard that in the church. But there you go. Um, That's what I would choose. We're doing a lot of questions. I'll cut some of them out for a time. These are good. That's fine. Probably the B-I-B-L-E one. <laughs> I thought my acronym Come was on. Five. Nobody's really heard of that? B-I- basic instructions before? Nope. nope. Maybe once, but... We're not from Arkansas. I was just going to say. <laughs> We're not Bible Belt that. Christians. <laughs> All right, continuing on with the uh, worship theme. How much money does Hillsong, as an organization, bring in in a year? In a year, how much do they bring in? Heresy Horn, what do you got, Steve? Let's see, enough to keep them out of hell. So. <laughs> so what is that? Amount? What is that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's see. 2.5 million. 2.5 million. That is incorrect. Incorrect. Or we got Rooster, Rooster Justin. I'm going to go much larger than that, given given music sales. Mm. I'm going to go with mm. 28 million. 28 million. Well, Pastor Mike, yeah, you got a guess? Probably. I want to say it's over 100 million. Over 100 million. In fact, the answer is 100 million. Mike, <laughs> crushed it. <laughs> Uh, one work good job. Done. All right, time for me to go. One hundred million. Maybe I was just thinking of album sales. A year. <laughs> now is it Hillsong together? We're not talking like Hillsong Young and Free. Or this Hillsong is is anything under the brand Hillsong. Uh, I think that's like Hillsong. Yeah. all of Hillsong churches. Australia yeah. and yeah. all of Australia, yeah. all of New York. Yep. <laughs> Roger that. All right, one more question that has a sub question after it. Uh, question uh, also in uh, worship. It's like I'm worship pastor. How many Chris Tomlin songs, any good Christian should know this, uh, reached number one on Christian Billboard Top 100? <laughs> I uh, think that's Justin with the new That sound. was Justin just shooting my new sound effect. I'm going to go with six. Six, okay. Quality guess. Oh, I heard, I heard Steve's first. What do you got, Steve? I'm going to go with... Nine. Nine. Six, nine. You're going to go like Price is Right one more. Justin keeps giving us like catcher hand signals about where he actually thinks it is. I'm going to go seven because it's a holy number. Ooh, well done. Like Chris Tomlin. (laughs) That did not work out for you this time. The correct answer is 13. Uh Yay, I'm closest. Unlucky number for Tomlin. Better than six. Uh, Can anybody (laughs) name the top four? The top four. Chris Tomlin, number one. I'm gonna like name a words. Stephen Curtis Chapman song. <laughs> yeah, Cinderella. What's your name here? Uh, I, I really only have one. Re- Reckless Love is not Tomlin. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> what about Oceans? Uh, <laughs> out of our city. Uh, not in the top. No, not top four. Okay. No, right, that is not. more of a fad. Justin's got some. I do not like that song. I'm sorry. All right. Um, We're going to go with How Great Is Our God. Number one. As one. Uh, We're going to go with Jesus Messiah. That was number five. Just missed the list. Top four. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
That may be all I have at go. the moment. Number uh, number four, good good father. Oh goodness! That was him. Yeah, I forgot. Number three, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. He gets credit for it. He gets credit for it. You have to put the My Chains Are Gone, or there's yeah, a right. major problem. Right. major problem. And number two is Our God. Yeah. Okay. Our God is Number six was indescribable. Cares about that. From I like that back song. Back in the early mm-hmm. days. It was. It was like a second mm-hmm. album. But it's like indescribable or describing him in the song. Don't overanalyze it, Steve. <laughs> All right, thanks for playing, friends. That was a good little, good little intro into our, um, <clears throat> to our topic of our first episode of season two. Mike, why don't you uh, take it away from here? Oh, thank you. Bless, Bless you. you. Uh-huh. Someone need that tinsel? Um, yeah, hey, I'd, I'd be happy to. And uh, we're, we're already having some fun. And that was kind of the idea for, uh, for this episode to kick us off. Maybe it's probably going to be two episodes, but... Um, we are we're talking about Christian culture in this episode, um, and and here just for the qualifiers to, to throw out there, this isn't an episode that we're, we're necessarily using to bash or defend Christian culture, although uh, like like not just one, but, we're doing both. Both will, will happen, right? So, bash and defend. I, I think rather what I thought about this episode, uh, I, I thought it'd be fun to have more of a self aware discussion, right? Let's have some fun with this one, and then. Yeah, at the end we can we can write down some takeaways and, and go from there and see what happens. And so hence why Steve and Justin are here to help us along with the fun. Um, yeah, so I, I just you know, as we're talking about a Christian culture definition, I wrote this down. Uh, Christian culture is or includes cultural practices which have developed around Christianity. Mm. So boys, for our first segment, um, I thought uh, we'd come up with a list of things that you would find in Christian culture. So what are things that you can think of from your upbringing, from your time in church, from the conferences you've gone to, from the youth groups you've grown up in? What are things that we could we could say and go, yep, Christian culture. And uh, yeah, I, we'll, we'll see how many things we can come up with. Steve, you said you had quite a few, so maybe you oh want to kick us off with oh a few? Oh man, what should I do? Um, let me uh, kick it off with this, because there's like... and. Andrew mentioned Christianese. There's specific words that we just use a lot. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to narrow it down to a, the way we use words to measure things in Christian culture. You know how you have the, the SI units, metric units, and American units. We have more of a Christian metric system. And the number one unit of measure is for time is, is seasons. So Mike will say seasons about 50 more times in this episode. Because he likes to <laughs> say seasons, just uh, just any any amount of time. It's like, man, that coffee brewed really long. Yeah, it took a, se- a couple seasons a season. to get. A, yes, so I'm the, just in the season of singleness. I'm in the season. Our church is in the season. It's baseball season. It's duck season. It's rabbit season. Wait, that's a different. One. So is there an but, official metric like how many seasons equals X amount of days? See, I don't know because mind. it's always like season is longer than a day. Like it, it's like months like an actual season is, but it could also be like 10 years. Like, oh, our church has been this season. Very fluid amount of time. <laughs> so. Are you sure it's a season, or are you sure you're just not perpetually in that state? Yeah. Exactly. Why? That's what we do in Christian culture, this, too. Does, does it move from a season to a norm? To this is who we are. Yes. I don't know. Okay. Some other things. So that's mainly time. Um, thankfulness is measured in the percent of your income that you tithe. Um, How thankful the people in heaven 
that your church has brought into the family of God is measured, well, actually that have gone home to be with the Lord is by the white roses that you put in the vase. Ooh, that's true. true. And so I, we've done that here. We've here. done that a lot. It's just like, you know, in memoriam, except you are a white rose in heaven now. Like, congratulations. <laughs> Cha-ching! 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 It's great. Not the the glorified body I envisioned. Yeah, and then righteousness, you know how, like, you know, college football players have stickers on their helmets for, like, you made a good play, good Mm -hmm. job, have a sticker. This is, like, jewels in your crown, and we've mentioned this before. Um, Jesus bucks. Yes, points, like, the points that we earned in that last game are translated to jewels in your crown. They are, actually. I don't know if you knew that. So, yeah. That's just one thing. But, yeah, the seasons thing, man, just happens all the time. Okay. That's all right. Okay. I like that. Else? Nice. Nice. Justin, you got any that come to mind? Um, in terms of, like, specific events, uh, the the thing that comes to mind as a kid were the were the Halloween alternatives. Yes. Yeah, it is. Right? Come on. Yes. The fall festivals, <laughs> family festivals, Fill in the blank festival. <laughs> Dress up, uh, candy, yes, but it's not Halloween. But it's not Halloween because not that, we don't want to <laughs> be associated with that at all. But we it needs to be an outreach opportunity uh, that that is Fair not quotes. Halloween driven. So we'll call it a festival. Uh, that's definitely one of those Christian culture things uh, that stands out to me from from youth. Um, and then I like I like what you had to say about the uh, the the jewels and the um, you know for righteousness because usually we think of righteousness as filthy rags, but in Christian culture they're jewels. The more good works, the more jewels. <laughs> I just watched the movie Richard Jewel the other day. Mm, that was a good movie. Very. That was a great movie. Isn't it rated R though? An Eastwood flick. Come on. Oh. But it was Clint Eastwood, so somehow that's okay because I'm thinking, I'm thinking let's right, bring right. up the next thing: yeah. holy size. Yeah, holy size. Okay, whose parents have ever like when you're watching a movie and they say "Golly darn it," heard the and by that I mean taking the Lord's name in vain. Have heard right next to them. <sighs> <laughs> Every parent does it differently. Some parents do. Like a growl. <laughs> but some parents, like mine, love you, Mom and Dad, but it's just kind of like, <sighs> And then, oh, why do you have to say that? I'm like, his leg just got blown off in a war. <laughs> what do you expect him to say? Praise the Lord. Yeah. I have one left. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's kind of like, yeah, just holy size. As soon as as soon as any unrighteousness is is it's like the unrighteousness detector that every parent will have. And Justin and Andrew, I'm sure you'll do the same thing. It's just an inevitable cycle of holy sighing that happens. But it's fine. It is amazing uh, watching movies that I haven't watched since I've had kids and watching them and being like, oh, didn't know that was in there. So your oh. sigh is whoa, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. 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 <laughs> they're naked. I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of movies did you watch? Veggie Tales. Those naked vegetables. They're wearing hats at best. <laughs> Kids, we're watching Passion of the Christ tonight because that's the only movie we can watch as Christians. That's yes, some good violence that yes. saved us from yeah. sin. <laughs> you know. Anyways, uh, bringing it back on the tracks. 
Um, you know, the first two things I thought of when you posed this question, listed things you'd find in Christian culture were flannel boards. Flannel boards. Yeah, the blue, the flannel hey, Sunday yeah. school lessons. School oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. come on. Because we totes have those in our, like, church game bag for our kids for the sanctuary, like flannel boards for the back of the chairs, which I grew up with. Um, and then WWJD, man. Oh, yeah. 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 Come on, come on, come on, WWJD. Yeah. Well, did, did well, you make those? You so they have the bracelets, but then there's the bracelets well, with the different colored beads that you'd always make. That's true. The salvation beads? The salvation's like, this is a black bead for sin. and blah, blah. Here's the green bead for, like, growing and stuff. And the red bead for the blood red of Jesus. Red from the blood. That was Black bead all over the place. <laughs> and the white bead because we've been washed whiter than snow. Yeah, right? not for, not for, okay. yeah. Anyways. Um. In, in the junior high youth group, we did this thing where they had little strips of bandana that were like uh, 15 or 16 inches long. And uh, we like kind of twirled them up and made them into necklaces. And then they gave us little nuts. Like a like a screw, like a nut, like a working, like a you know, tool, like a mm-hmm. nut. Mm-hmm. And we slip it on there, and you wear it, and you're supposed to wear it out, because you were nuts for Jesus. I cannot. Well, too many, too many foul, I'm foul for, jokes. I'm enough for Jesus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There you go. Mike, you uh, you had a list for this. Yeah, yeah. Certain yeah. parts well, of Driscoll. So, <laughs> so being, in, uh, being a youth pastor and being in the youth ministry scene for, for 12 years now, that's counting as a uh, adult leader and same pastor, right? Adam, Steve, you, 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 you're probably you'll you'll get some of these things because you've been way longer than I have. But um, so you remember back in the 2000s, right? There was like this uh, this movement of clothing called not of not of this world. You know what I'm talking about? You know, there's there's that. It's very Christian culture, right? Or the Jesus is my homeboy. Uh, all of the licensing, uh, you know, oh, near boy. lawsuits with the Reeses, except it says Jesus. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we have our own brand of, of music. I remember being introduced to Christian music, uh, Christian rock, and being told it's way better than secular <laughs> rock. No doubt. Hey, Hawk um, Nelson's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they, well... It's yeah, not bad yeah, they music. Work, they work. It's cool music. Um, the Lion King. So. Uh, we have our own, as Christians, we have our own conferences, right? Steve, Steve, you know what I'm talking about. We go to the kind of big, like, uh, we can get together. It's really hyped up. There's these guys in front yeah. who are like, let's get sucked for Jesus. Youth like, gathering like, during the winter yeah. conference. Doesn't matter which denomination, every denomination has one. So yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I also wrote down um, all of the uh, Christian films I've been told to watch as opposed to, you know, actual good movies. So instead of watching, you know, uh, a, a Marvel movie, watch Fireproof or War Okay, don't, or, don't or, diss on Fireproof. Yeah. Diss on a worse one. Fine, God's Not Dead. Yeah, God's there you go. Ding, ding, ding. Surely although, <laughs> although one, one that I believe we can claim as our own and we can watch proudly is Lord of the Rings, so I will say that that is... Uh, and any, Chronicles of Narnia. The newer Chronicles of Narnia, come on. At least the first mm, movie. Yeah. The first yeah. movie is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, those are those are things that I, that I, I was thinking of in this. These are things that I found would be a Christian culture. Christian mingle. Come on now. Oh, you know I wrote that down too. Yeah, Come Christian, you Christian mean dating services. They're all bad. I I can tell you from like <laughs> female friends that have had. They still keep the messages unsolicited by forty year old men that were sent to them. Excellent. Talking about you know. Their gift of virginity and how great it is. So it was great. Christian mingle, yeah. not really Christian. Don't well, just re- really Christian creep, like creepy Christian men. But ChristianCreep.com was wasn't <laughs> as attractive as a, a domain <laughs> name. Taken. What about what about like really tacky tracts? 
Get it. That you would hand out. Like, we still the, doll- have like the wallet full of dollar bills. Instead yeah. of like giving you a tip reward. like a normal, decent person, I'm going to give you an eternal tip. Here's a tip. Find <laughs> Yeah. And it's got a picture of, like, I remember seeing one that had Aaron Rodgers on it before we realized, oh, he actually probably really isn't a Christian. That's fine. But there is, like, they always have athletes or, like, or some, like, you know this famous person. They are a Christian, so you should be. Mm-hmm. And then John three sixteen, the most memorized verse. I give God ten percent. I'm not giving it to you. Yeah, oh, I'm giving you a hundred percent of Jesus instead of ten percent of this tip. Yeah, you, you know, what I just uh, another thing. You know, mission trips, right? Like there are specific mission trips that, like, no, what are those, Mike? Uh, well, they're usually yeah, yeah. far away. Well, in my mind, for some reason, I had the episode of the. Do you remember the episode of the some Office where? Uh, yes. Yeah. So when. Uh, where Michael and Andy are, are going on a bus to, to Mexico. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I will say no more because it, it's not yeah. funny when I say it, but it's I, for whatever reason I have that in my mind right now. <laughs> where they're like, where are we going? Yep. Mission trips. Yeah, it's been plenty of those. Oh, so, man. Christian culture. Um, Christian culture. So, after um, making fun of Christian culture a little bit, of which we're all an active part of and have been, what are the good things about having a subculture centered around Christianity? So this is the this is the defend time. Sure. Yeah. What What are those? What, what, how is it beneficial for us to have this uh, this part of our lives and part of our own little culture? Is it all banned? Oh, it's good to make fun of. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Laughter brings people together. That's true. You know. Um, you know. I I wrote down. I think. There, there is something good of having a context of, of people to grow with, right? So I think about when I first got saved, like when I first legitimately followed Jesus in my senior year of high school. Uh, like I needed Christian community, right? And there was, and I didn't have that. And I don't know, and, and I got invited to a friend to be a part of a, a youth group. And I found like, yeah, there was some strong friendships that, that grew there. Some of those people I still know. Right, like Steve, right? You find, you know, you, there, there can be things where in a, even though it's a Christian culture, what's not bad about it is that it, it does create a community. It does, it can create a place of belonging for people, right? Where if you're like, I don't know, you know, how to be a, a Christian, like I, I'm a Christian, but what do I get connected to? It's easy for, yeah, newer Christians to not seek that out, right? This is why we need the church, which is where you're going to find Christian culture, right? Um, but, but I look at that and go, yeah, like Christian culture isn't all bad. Like, it could create good groups to connect with and relationships to build off of. And so, even though there's a lot of the cliches and there's a lot of the, you know, the corny elements about it, yeah, there's, there's there could be some good things you can find in, in relationships. That's what I thought. Yeah, and it's, it's difficult because it's not just a... It's not just a book club or, you know, it's not a Facebook group. Because I feel like a lot of people... <clears throat> Um, can find community with other people that are like them. Um, other religions do it. Like, you know, even like a organized crime, a gang, like they are a family and close to each other. So what's the difference between that and, you know, a church? And, a, and it's, it's the gospel, right? It's not... I believe it's, breaking people's right. knees as well. It's not, it's not the Christian... <laughs> we just break their spirits. Yeah. <laughs> it's not God. just... You're right. a sinner! Yeah. <laughs> Hell. Here's a track. All right. <laughs> Just 
track drop. Uh, <laughs> walk, away. <laughs> walk away. Walk away. Yes, walk away slowly. Drop the track. Um, walk away. I've done my evangelism for the year. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, but I, I think it is... Uh, right. What makes Christian culture so great is Christ, right? And so it's not a... And his alternative worldview to everything else that we would default to because we are kind of just naturally wanderers in this world when we're left to our own kind of nature and we have this culture uh, we always in the christian culture say the world right like when it over and over yeah, again, like just this this nebulous, like I, the world will tell you. Has AKA any, those heathens. Has anyone told you what they mean by the world? Because some people mean all the Democrats, the world, <laughs> or the the world. Everyone who's not a Christian, the world. the world. Your friends, your cool friends, who will give you drugs, like the world. The world will tell you do drugs with us, have sin with us, like. Man, you've been taking some shots at me this episode. Seasons in the world. That's no, 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 but. You don't, you don't, Mike, Mike, it's the seasons, like the world, like, no, but your literally, world, your world is good. literally, okay. it's, it's like uh, growing up, I understand what you mean by the world, but what we really mean is the Christian worldview is unlike anything else. And it is, it is when you understand the gospel and what Jesus came to do and how the Bible fits into the history of mankind and where we're at now it, per, it opens your eyes to like, oh, my life should change forever and my worldview has changed forever. And I'm going to be around people that share that worldview, share that vision. We can, we realize like, hey, this small, minuscule time I have on earth is not, you know, the things that I once worried about no longer matter as much. Like, and, and I want to be around people that share that vision so we can grow together and make a difference in the world in that, you know, partake in this great narrative that the Bible kind of lays out that God has laid out for us. So it's, it's, that's one of the main things, I guess. So, well, Steve just yeah. took the whole narrative of the Bible <laughs> yep. and yeah. just like, just said, okay, that's what, that's what it is. So that seems like a that seems like a difficult so topic difficult over. <laughs> but um, you know it, it really is about that uh, when we talk about that biblical worldview. That's another Christian mm-hmm. culture uh, catchphrase, right? Mm-hmm. If we were playing uh, buzzwords for for Christians, that would be on the list. Um, that's that's definitely one of those things where it's that worldview of not being in the world or not having those associations. Usually that that goes back to some scripture verse from the book of Proverbs that says we should avoid those, those fools, right? The world is full of fools. Um, but really it is, it is about surrounding yourself with people who share that love of Christ and that desire to spread the news about what he has done to the world and that the world, that our place in this world is not about just what we get out of it, what we uh, can can make for ourselves, um, but that there is a larger narrative to what you said, Steve, um, and, and we are just part of it and we are not the center of it. Now, all I can think of is that song, 
Our place in this world. Yep. Our place Good old Michael in W. Smith. World. You didn't ask about the top four yeah. songs of Michael W. Smith. <laughs> well, he's not contemporary anymore. Oh, I was love, he ever? I no, love Michael Smith. My parents loved him. So loved like have they stopped? Yes, has. <laughs> loved him until he he got secular. Oh, yeah, secular is another. Because we don't have word, it's just the word we Labels. default to because we're just like, we understand what it means, but it's just a word we always default to. There's yeah. a lot of those things. So yeah. It's just how it is. Yeah. Like any culture. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not unusual for any culture to develop those labels Lingo, uh, yeah. for for a group either that you are a part of or against. Like, mm-hmm. like sitting in this room, we can all use the phrase, a Cardinals fan. And we immediately Double know birds. what we, we immediately know what we mean by that. True evil. Right? Sorry. We love you, Chris. Right. The devil. Shout out to Chris. You're, you're but, a Christian uh, first. But we have those labels usually, and it can be anything that we associate with, or that we strongly have an aversion to. Uh, that that those labels tend to take form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that it's bad to have a Christian culture and bad to have a uh, subculture that we all know. Um, you just clap. She's applauding. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. Golf clap. That's for a Christian thing. culture. Yeah, on, a, on a buzzer sound. So. <laughs> Snaps for Christians. Turn your sound back out. Um, right, because I think, right, when you think about church, Sunday mornings, why why did church start? Well, because we, because Jesus told us to meet regularly um, in Scripture, but it's also because Christians needed to, because they were getting burned as human candles alive. <laughs> And so they, and so, yeah. they, so they needed a place to like be encouraged and to learn. They didn't have Bibles. They needed to learn the Word to come together. It's so like that, right? That was their subculture. Mm-hmm. Sunday physical needs too. Yeah, yeah. You know, physical needs, the spiritual needs there. But then to be sent back out, and that's how I view a lot of the subculture, Christian subculture, right now. Um, right, like think about my own kids and our children. Right, um, I want my children to be influenced by me, mm. right now, right, because I don't trust the world. It's why we would like to either homeschool or do uh, private Christian school, and whatever you do for school is fine. But um, I think it's right. That's why these things are created. That's why Veggie Tales is created. That's why, <laughs> so that we can help to shape our kids now, and then be able to send them out. You know, we, that's why the subculture was created. Uh, it's to, and a lot of people, right? We'll get to this in another question. A lot of people stay there, right? You know, you stay mm-hmm. in your subculture, and that's where the danger really comes in, mm-hmm. and the bad yeah. things. But it's not bad to have this bubble where we come, be encouraged to learn. A lot of tropes come out of that. A lot of jokes come out of it. But um, the ultimate purpose should be to fling us out into the world. Uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'll add on because I, I think it's great. I think of uh, from a from a youth pastor context, just how many different messages that we have out there, and not not necessarily all of them are like bad bad messages, right? I don't want to say the world's message, but. You just have a lot of different things being set out there, right? So sometimes it is confusing to know how do what does it actually look like to follow Jesus, and what does that look like to have, you know, if it's safeguards, if it's just uh, thinking through, you know, what are, what are appropriate things to watch or listen to, right? Like, you know, I, I, there there are good things that do come out of that that help to give at least a little bit of a direction without getting too stuck into that, um, but still like at least like a guide. I know for some students benefit from. You know, they, they, they grow up in kind of the vacation Bible school, right? They grow up with the felt boards, right? And, and but, they, but they also, you know, they can go to public school, right? And, and they can do just fine because they have a good foundation underneath them, right, right that they picked up from 
their upbringing and kind of that Christian culture. And, right. and yeah, and still, it still function well, or and you, you can still do that if you're going to a Christian school, of course. But Well, and, and I should clarify, too, like, and again, comes across as... A lot of things I, I feel like we say comes across as judgy parents. Like, well, this is what I do with my kids, right? No, don't mean to come across like that, but here's what we thought through, right? Is that uh, a little bit judgy. So <laughs> Justin's like, a little bit judgy. No. I don't have kids, so sucks <laughs> Not to be judgy. you. Right? <laughs> I want my high schooler to go be a light for Jesus. So, like, I like I want my, I hope by that age that we have trained our kids well enough that I have no fear wherever they go. Right, I'm like an ass out of my kindergartner. Like, right, school, public school now is so different than when we were in public school. Like, things are different, um, and and I really don't mean to say you can't send your kids to public. So school. the world to you is <laughs> public <laughs> school. You're not wrong. You're not entirely wrong. I have a lot of teacher friends. We're not dissing on you. Nope. I love teachers. No, nope. great. They do and, hard work. And we need Christian teachers in the public sector, like to make change. But like my kindergartner, good teachers, right? My like my daughter is starting school this fall. Like. <laughs> Ooh, man, to think about her going to a school where I kind of know what worldview they're going to teach, and it's not the one I want her to learn, and for her to be influenced eight hours a day, five days a week there. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not ready for her to go be a light for Jesus when I don't know that she has Jesus yet, right? Mm. So there's that side of it, too. Well, Mike, you want to take us into segment yeah. three? Yeah, I'm happy to take us into segment three. Um, I... I'm going to start that over. Hey. Um, I'm not, hey, ha- I am not happy. Gabagoo, no. section three. Gabagoo. Uh, so on that, right, uh, in the talking about the good things of Christian culture, what what are the drawbacks? Because there are, right? And if, if you've grown up in that context and maybe you're self-aware enough, yeah, you can see some of it. What do we think are some of those drawbacks that have enveloped in Christian culture? What are the pitfalls to avoid? Uh, because I think this can happen a lot. For example, like you can get so rooted in Christian culture that you're you're not sure how to relate to anyone else in the world that's not a Christian. That could be one. What are some of the things that you guys thought of? When you say the world, do you mean Democrats? I took. <laughs> <laughs> not sure how to relate to Democrats. Is that what you were trying to say? <laughs> and people from right. Arkansas. Just kidding. Well, that's a different culture. You're not wrong. <laughs> Sorry. What was the question? What are the drawbacks to drawbacks. being uh, in Christian culture that we need to avoid or be aware of? I will echo. There's a good trope. Wow. Echo. I echo the echo of your echo. Echo um, chamber. Echo chamber. Um, what I said on the previous question, which is that you um, get so comfortable, which is right the same pitfall for any church ever. And in Christians, you get so comfortable within your bubble that you stay there because the uncomfortability of going out outside your comfort zone to the world wherever that world is for you uh, is tougher than staying where you are in comfort in comfort land so it's it's only getting only getting christian culture and then yeah not being and not only not only for witnessing sake for being an evangelist but also like so like i'm guilty of this too right like we don't watch commercials anymore as we have streaming services. So, like, we're watching the NBA Finals actually on ABC. First time I've watched, like, TV in a long time. Like, I have not seen commercials. I mean, I think it's been a couple of years since I've seen commercials. And I'm like, whoa. Everybody's trying to watch So he pays for premium, huh? So he doesn't get ads on Hulu. All right, how much are we paying you? So, <laughs> we, we don't buy milk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So number one, right, is that, um, yeah, yeah, 
things that are allowed in commercials have changed. Um, like, I'm not in the culture anymore. Number two, I am not the target demographic for a lot of these commercials anymore, because I don't think that's very funny. And I don't really have you seen any progressive commercials? I don't really understand what just happened. <laughs> it's literally you. So right, so right, and that's the same. That's the analogy is yeah. that we just stay in our bubble, so we don't, so we don't understand culture, and it's tougher to speak, it's tougher to be all things to all people when you don't understand anybody. So, yeah, I think I think one of those drawbacks is, uh, like you said, that that kind of putting up walls uh, of of fortification so that the, you don't let the world in but it's actually keeping you from going out. Um, and I think about yep. um, in, in my own youth and, and growing up, and, and we did a lot of home churches, um, but part of that was we, we never found a church that aligned with us on, on every single topic, right? And so rather than, rather than expand your mindset or or look at it from a multitude of angles um, when looking for a church and realizing that there is no perfect church, we would either just start our own church or be a part of a, a small sect of um, families that, that aligned on some specific issues. And, and that would be, that would be church because you didn't, oh, they've, that church has allowed the world to encroach because they play they play Christian music, Christian rock music, or they allow uh, dancing at their at their church, or any number of those things. You become so single issue driven that you force yourself to just retreat further and further back into your own comfort zone, and it really just defeats the opportunity for you to be. A witness because you never venture out from within those walls. Mm. Yeah, I think it reveals something to bank off of that because I think a lot of us has grown up in this very rigid Christianity where it's, um, which there are certain things that need to be rigid. Don't get me wrong. It's not like an okay boomer moment where we're like, oh, you hold to these truths? Okay boomer. Like, no, actually, it's very good to hold to solid biblical truth. But um, the reaction to that and part of at least current Christian culture, and I think just the culture around us and wherever, however you want to slice it, um, politically, theologically, whatever, there's a pe pendulum swing. Like one person errs on the side of, you know, we don't allow X, Y, and Z. Then the pendulum swing becomes, well, that's not biblical. We're going to swing all the way over to the other extreme, mm -hmm. right? And you can fill this in with whatever you 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 might <laughs> you know think of. I think one of the things is the church is great and the church is America is like founded on the church. I'm not trying to call out people like there are a lot of good things about you America. Meant, I believe you meant to say that America is the church. America and the church is America. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we 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 go like like the church is like a holy and sacred thing and it's our country that's also holy and sacred and so then you people are like well actually that's there's some issues with that um in the bible and that's not what jesus was wait, about wait wait, wait 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 are you telling me that america is not in the bible um unless it's a part of all nations so when they talk about all nations america is included in that i would 
think. Operations um, under America. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> but I, I'm just we more of saying like we, we we say like the cultural swing between like oh the the church is is holy and right like the self righteousness we go to the other side and we're like. Ooh, look how much we struggle. We're actually, we're so relevant because we struggle. Look at how, like, the self-awareness has become almost too much now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I read a, a good article uh, about uh, from the Gospel Coalition about how we prefer authenticity over holiness. And I was like, yeah. yep. It's like, I'm just going to be as transparent as possible. I'm going to... Real and raw. Like, yeah, yeah, which is good to... Like, you need to have fair self-assessment, mm-hmm. but if there's a certain point at which it's just like, oh, we admitted how messy we are, but we're actually not going to grow in that. We're just, we're just going to be, oh, so, so messy. Oh, the church is so and sexy you, you and that it's self-aware. Yeah. You celebrate that messiness. It's like, no, Jesus came to seek and then save. Like, not just seek, make someone feel good about themselves and, then, and forgive them and then be like, okay, just keep doing what you're doing. No, like that's, that's not what it's about. And to and be so, clear, not that you can't, not that some things that we struggle with aren't going to be lifelong struggles. Right. But at the same time, if you have the same messiness every week for three years in a row in your small group, something is not happening. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, the goal isn't struggle. Right. The goal is victory right. and overcoming. Right. Like we kind of, because we've we've hidden struggle for so long, now we've kind of overvalued it right. in a Christian mm-hmm. culture. And, and again, yeah. and again, again yeah. as any addict will tell you, they're an addict for life. So like, we each have our our things that we're gonna need to be real and raw about that are you know could be for a lot of guys it's porn, for a lot of people it's gossip, you know, anger, whatever, gambling, so pride, whatever, yeah. right, pride, like whatever it is, could be a lifelong struggle. But again, if you're bringing it every week. Say, man, I struggled this week. I haven't I moved the needle I at all. At all yeah. in three years, something there's a process of sanctification that we're missing. So great for being, yeah, great for being real and raw. But uh, yeah, that's not what Jesus. Which preached. also means that the relationships of the people that you're right. that you're being transparent with aren't holding you accountable. Right. They're not pushing you to grow and to deal with those issues. Right. They're just helping you tread water and maintain your status quo, which is not where you should be. The goal is not realism and rawness. It is holiness. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That, or that is the takeaway. At least when I've been in, like, you know, life groups, young adults, mostly single, there's always a few people that are oversharers, or they they equate <laughs> sharing to intimacy. To holiness, like, even. Or yeah. holiness or intimacy. Sure. Like, I, I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. And now I'm done. Close growing. it for once. Like, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Close that book, man. I don't need to see that. What chapter are we on? <laughs> like, I know. Like, can we skip to the end? Get man? to the epilogue. Yeah, like, like, goodness, man. This is the um, money, Christo. What are we doing here? But yeah, thousand pages. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind of it's that balance, right? Because right. Christian culture, as it was meant to be, is results in like holiness, results in, right. um, yeah, like sharpening each other as. Iron sharpens iron, so we, the church cliche, another saying we always say, but it is true because it is a very, I think it's a Bible cliche. Yes. It's from the Bible. Yes. yes, yes. And, but we draw on it often because it is a, a right. truth of, of life. Right. And so, um, yeah, so it, it's one of the things we struggle with as a church, like just all churches, regardless of whether they skew, where they skew on the political scale or, you know, demographics and it, it's kind of, we, we tend to take things in pendulum swings 
because as human beings, we're like, that's terrible. Let me let me try to go against what I know it, it mm-hmm. is the wrong thing and trying to change things. But in well, order to try to change that, you, you, you end up erring on the other well, side. Well, that's what, yeah. that's what, I was going to say, you know, it's interesting. I, I mean, I, I know students, right, that that's how it goes. They, they, they in one sense, like, reject the Christianity that they have with their, as, as a youth. And then they kind of bring in this different Christianity that's kind of more of the, I don't want to use, like, any of the buzzwords, right? But you more aware right the more the yeah. correct you know all right fine woke right you know <laughs> yeah and, and and it's interesting in that right it, like you said the, the pendulum swings the other side where yeah you you do have something that has been created like a different christian culture which and I'll, I'll talk about this in a little bit right like when whenever your christian culture is not centered on jesus christ himself but on something else, on lifestyle, on culture, or even on like church culture, that's not always like uh, consistent with scripture, right? Then you've created something mm-hmm. different or something that isn't that isn't good to follow or to work with or to live in. I was just gonna respond what you were saying, the pendulum swing. I mean, that's cancel culture. Mm, that's, yeah. That's totally. what all cancel culture is, is we're pendulum swinging from the years of wrong and then and right, wrong ways of doing life and viewing women and racism and like rightly so we're correcting those but right the pendulum swing is now we're canceling that person forever or we devalue them as a human being which is the problem we had in the first place right and like you if you rather than help yeah well it's it's people are always like don't judge don't judge and it's like yes there's a difference between condemning and discerning Mm -hmm. right Condemning means I am exerting my own authority over you as a moral authority. And it's like, no, I am a broken human being, but I am appealing to who, who I be- like a, a truth that I believe that God has kind of passed down to us, this moral truth. That's where I, the authority is. And what we have to realize is people don't share the same or don't identify the Bible as an authority in their life. Right. And so while we we don't want to impose certain like rules or worldviews on someone else, it's it's good to understand like, oh, the way that they didn't grow up in a bubble like I did, they're gonna view things differently than I did. And this is you're like, Steve, this is really simple. Well, we fail to do this as a culture all the time. We fail to understand that like someone didn't come up in a nice cushy, you know, white suburban neighborhood, like I did. Some people have never heard the word sinner. Some people have never heard who Jesus actually is. You'd be surprised at, but also some people have heard Jesus their whole life, about Jesus their whole life, and never have been shown the love Mm -hmm. of Jesus. And you'd be shocked at, like, actually, it's the kids that were in the bubble that we kind of all grew up in. (laughs) And you don't realize that until it's like, wow, we all screwed up <laughs> as a Christian culture, you know, in this way. So it's, try not to be too depressing, but it's, it's, it happens, you know, so. But you're all sinners and there's no hope. Goodbye. <laughs> what? Thank you. Here we go. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> well, um. I was going to throw one more in there. Oh, hit me. Yeah. Uh, it it won't take too long. It's it. fine. I think, yeah. Steve, Steve, Steve covers some good ground, but I think another a drawback that I've seen and this may be just specific to youth group, but I don't think I think I don't think it is. But this is where I've seen it. Sometimes Christian culture become can become such a niche group where it's like you have to act and look 
like a certain like church kid, for example, or a youth group kid. And I think the drawback that I that I've seen over the last couple of years is that when you have this kind of this culture that's like you know you um, you have to get like emotional at conferences right after a good gospel sermon yeah, so or you have drama. to yeah. yeah you have to are yeah. you not raising your hands during worship what um, are you doing yeah right like you're not Christian enough or worship worship or sometimes there, there's an environment that can be created like like it's just assumed that like kids know certain biblical truths like I've known students who have grown up through the, in talking to what you what you were just speaking on Steve like I know kids who They've been sitting in church where they don't they don't know biblical truths like it just never stuck with them or they never really w- allow that to transform their lives. Instead, of what they have is a lot of doubts, right? They have a lot of questions, but they feel like to bring up doubts or questions in a in a Christian culture niche would would bring upon looks mm-hmm. that are negative or maybe they would be judged, right? Which which is hard. It's like like. It shouldn't. That shouldn't be what you feel. That that sometimes that can accidentally happen, or sometimes you have Christians who can act like, oh, like yeah, we know this. Or, this is what I grew up with, and so I think I think when you have that niche uh, part of Christian culture where you know, this is what everyone's supposed to supposed to look like or act like. Um, so I'll, I'll give another example, right? And we talked about this a number of episodes back, but um, we talked about Hawk Nelson earlier. But so the lead singer of Hawk Nelson, right, grew up as a pastor's kid. Uh, he grew up, you know, being at concerts, like Christian concerts, and and, and 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 being a part of that scene, but never actually had a theological uh, discovery or never had mm-hmm. a transformed life himself. And so then, all of a sudden, he's got these doubts, and he's grown up in Christian culture, but he never felt like, up until, I think he's in his 40s now, he could ever bring up those questions, or he could ever ask those things. And he's not, that's not a not a rare or that's not an anomaly like that that actually happens a lot where i know students who either they they had questions or then they they saw a part of christian culture the negative side was like you know you can have segments of christian culture that um right that are like anti-science or we don't like people in the lgbtq community right you've got groups of that out there and then some assume like oh is this what christian culture is i don't want any part of that and so they reject the faith altogether and so, I mean, that's just kind of a, a, a caution and warning there is anytime your Christian culture is not centered on the, the one and only Jesus, and, and I know that can, that can go to a lot of different discussion points, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to simplify it. For just watch the chosen. Just right? watch the chosen. Right. Um, there you go. <laughs> In fact, um, you can get rid of the rest of Christian culture and just watch the chosen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can... Although there's even there's even uh, even conflict on that, right? And that's right. a different a different thing. Yeah, but, those anyway. people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but but you guys get what I'm saying, right? So you yeah. can you can create you can create a, a bubble that looks a very specific way, and then people on the outside who are who maybe are trying to genuinely seek Jesus do not feel like they fit into that culture. Or mm-hmm. you know, like I remember for me, I remember going to conferences. And I'm not wired to be this emotional person, but like I remember at conferences or the, the emotions would be up and there'd be people crying and I'm like, why am I not crying? Like the rest of people, like, what's what's going on with me? It's because you're going to hell, yeah, right? right, right. <laughs> and, and I had a good, my, 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 uh, my youth pastor at the time encouraged me. He's like, don't, don't worry. You're, you're fine. Right. Like, you know, and there's nothing against being emotional at conferences, by the way, if you cry at a conference, mm-hmm. that's great. Some that, people are fine. feelers. Some people yeah, are feelers. So and, and yes. Yes. But Mike is unfeeling. I am, I am such a robot. <laughs> I'm um, a rigid person. Like, I'm a Catholic. But it's good to be aware. I'm like where Christian culture can sometimes have its, its, 
its drawbacks and things that you need to be, you know, for us as for for us in the Christian culture to be aware of, especially when we have individuals who either um, maybe they're coming to the Christian scene, they're they're seekers, maybe they're skeptics, right? And being able to make them feel welcomed uh, as a part of the group, and and sometimes part of that welcoming is. Say you're bringing in a small group, not speaking in Christianese or not assuming that people know this theological or biblical story, you know, those things. And you know, there, there are different things to be aware of. Well, don't attach Christianity to fallible people. Because I think yeah, we always yeah. say, look at this person. I love in Christian culture when a, an athlete or someone famous that is famous for something that's not at all religious. It's like, yeah. God really helped me or like I yeah. I really have and sometimes athletes will say Jesus specifically and and then we just go nuts like we're like yeah we got this guy yep. like I remember when Kanye sort of said something mildly conservative and literally every every person in the Republican party was like we got Kanye now I'm like it's Kanye. He said some really dumb stuff. Um but 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 he it's, wrote a song about Chick-fil-A. Yeah, no. He's written some yeah, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, but, like, you can't, you have to be careful about, in Christian culture, we attach, like, authority to people that should be for Jesus, <laughs> you know, or just say, hey, look at this person. It's good to have role models. It's good to have people that, like, are have a platform in which they can reach a lot of people. Influencers. Influ- yes, I was trying to avoid that word. <laughs> I'm almost 30 years old. I try to avoid that word. Um, anyways... <laughs> Um, but, uh, because if we attach too much to one person, as we've seen with many church leaders and, and whatnot, and not even just older church leaders, but like young celebrities, people who say I'm a Christian, but then they, they fall hard. Like it, it's an equally damaging thing. If we try to bring in people through the, the faith of someone else mm-hmm. or the influence of someone else who isn't Jesus himself. And, and we just have to be cautious about that because we, we try to be relevant, but then it looks kind of, you know, what we're trying to put our foundation on is, is something that's very temporary and shifty and not solid. So, yeah. Anyways. And therein lies the problem is that we, right, we start to, because, because we can see, feel, and hear these people not feel in a weird way, Steve. Don't give me that weird, you just give me a weird look. I try not to. <laughs> you know, like we can, they are tangible things that we can look at. Um, and Jesus is not. Jesus is words on a page for a lot of people. Um, and so, so it's easy to uplift, right? Um, not Jesus to look at. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. right? And Paul said, well, follow me as I follow Christ. And so that's what some of these other Christian leaders say. But man, when we uh, buckle up <laughs> the foundation, right? I mean, you just said yeah. it. The, we shift the foundation away from Jesus, and therefore people don't know Jesus anymore. Like, it's great. It is great to listen to other people preach. I've got, you know, three or four guys that I listen to. David week, Platt, right? <laughs> not Platt. He's out of my rotation right now, but he'll he'll get back in at some point. Ooh, that's a hit for the podcast. He's not coming on. No. <laughs> No. Keller's, in there. <laughs> Keller's in there right now. The problem is Keller does like four sermons a week and they put all of them on there and I'm like, I just want one. I don't have time for all four. Anyway. No, you don't. So like, <laughs> listen to these guys and it's great. But like, also be reading the four gospels regularly. Right? Like, and Jesus. Yeah, Jesus was the ultimate preacher. Right? So like, my, so, like in, so like in high school, I really wanted to read the Left Behind series. Um, oh, that was not a whole wait, 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 wait for it. Holy sigh. 
<sighs> wow. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Track trap. I don't know how that hasn't come up yet, but there it is. So I really, really wanted to read my fan series, as any good Christian does, has it still on their shelf. Um, and my dad, being the man of theology that he is, said, that's great. Let's read them together. Um, but what I want you to do is, for every every book that you read, I want you to read, uh, in the series, uh, yeah. 12 books in the series, read, read, I want you to read Revelation with me too. For every, every book that you read in the series, read Revelation one time. And yeah. we'll talk about it. Right. Right? So, like, mm-hmm. listen to color. Listen to Platt. Like, yeah, these guys are going to expound on, on Scripture. They're going to help us understand it more. But if you're not soaking yourself in the person of Jesus as well, and primarily, yeah, the foundation mm-hmm. is lost and you're missing it entirely. We like reading about the Bible instead of reading the Bible. Instead of reading the Bible. Because yes. it's too convicting. It's good. You got Jake Hell? Nothing. you just riding our coattails. Andrew, Andrew, that was such a good point that... We can, we, can, we can hit the final segment. What are you going to say? Yeah. WWAD. What would Andrew do? He would defer to Jesus. Well. Oh, boy. Well. <laughs> heresy horn. I don't, have, I don't have it on tap. Come on, where's the heresy horn on tap? He's too busy pulling up his notes. <laughs> How dare he? We can cut this and then cut it together. <laughs> there we go. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Heresy horn, Andrew. <laughs> heresy. It's WWJD. That's yes. not heresy. Go and do likewise. No. Uh, yeah. Segment, eh? Okay, Mike. Well, yeah, just to tie this all together and uh, feel like we've had a good discussion. So thank you guys. Now, as we actually talk about a takeaway, right? An application or whatever, you know, Christian pastoral cliche you use, right? Next steps, whatever you, you know, whatever you, you draw from. Just remember, whatever you say has to have the same starting letter. I was going to say, there's going to be three points yeah. of application, <laughs> alliterative words. It's got to be funny. Uh, um, so what, is it, what does it mean to be, because we, we, we are in the world, right? But not of it. But we are not of it. Not a Bible not verse, another. but supported by the Bible. Right. And so what, what, does that, what does that mean as we talk about what is that, how do we apply that to Christian culture? Um, you know, just I'll I'll just give a quick thing where I think about okay, there's a there's a balance, right? Of like what I need in a season. Um, <laughs> I just you know, did it. He did it. There we go. Right? Like I want to have like I want to be able to have my my Christian community, the, the people that I'm growing with. But I also I don't want to be the kind of person that has four different Bible studies that I go to. You know, four out of the five nights of a, of a weeknight because then that pulls me away from being around. People who don't know Jesus, right? So, like, that's that's one thing I think of. What what are what are things that come to your guys' mind when you think about what it means to be uh, in the world without being of it? Don't laugh at dirty jokes. Sex is a swear word. I didn't know know if you knew that, <laughs> but it is. I did. So know. don't ever say it or talk about it. I wasn't aware of that. Yes. Anyways. You cut that. It's fine. Updates. <laughs> Speaking of something else, you you can probably cut. Um, so you have kids; they're betrothed to each other already, right? Like Miles we, has been Miles is Justin's son, and he's already been set up with 
I don't know. Is Andrew in the? Is Andrew's no, daughter? Have, the the dowry has not been agreed to yet. But what it has to be, it can't be you and Sophia because then I've got nowhere to go. It's got to be Hattie and Miles, and then Gideon and Sophia. Yes, and they can listen to this in twenty years. And someone needs to have somebody for Ruth. And we'll so. see how it turned out. But it could be Ruth and Miles. I'm just saying. Miles is older. Christian culture. If you want to make sure that you have holy, like God honoring marriages, you have to inbreed in your church. So. It's happened. Like what the church I grew up with in <laughs> Illinois, like several people within Inbreeds. that church. We've officially hit the podcast. Not <laughs> reading the word "embrace" into the podcast. <laughs> it's uh, not. It's not. It's not like um, you know an illegal inbreeding. <laughs> it's like an inbreeding of Christians. I got, I, I got God's family. I, I, <laughs> okay. I think. I, I think I understand. Yeah. Uh, to get back on the rails to Mike's <laughs> question. Yeah. Um, right, so we, my first church job was part-time at a church in northern Indiana, Nazarene Church, and northern Indiana is the number two most populated, densely populated Amish population in the United States, Pennsylvania being number one. And, and actually, like, like, Wisconsin or Racine areas are somewhere, has a pretty decent amount, too. Anyway, um, right, so Amish are a great example of... Um, of people who'd call themselves careful they might get I, l- I wanted really wanted to see the end of that sentence really great example of um, great clothing um, fashion uh, of people who who choose to not be in the world right they are two feet out of the world in every regard right if you're really a true Amish and you don't have cell phones you don't have modern technology and you are not in the world you are not I mean you go to the grocery store and that's the most you interact with Secular people. It's you and your horse. And if any Amish people are listening to this right now, no. shame not on you. Amish. How dare you? you so, you're not a... Yes. Um, and so you won't be offended. Right, so they uh, they clam up and hole up, and then you write, you've got the opposite end where um, where you are, you don't even need to go to church or need to go to any Bible study because you just need to be in the world and on the street corner every day, every week. Um, so what does it mean to be in the world without being of it? Right, we've talked about it eight times now, but it should be spoken every week because it's the foundation of Christianity is being founded on Jesus, right? So, so you being in the world, you going to your workplace or you going to uh, join a secular sports league, right, recreational league, um, you going to these places that have non-Christians, right, um, that we're not in our bubble, um, but without, without being grounded, you know. Four Bible studies a week, right? You don't have time for anything else to witness. But if you're not grounded in a small group, if you're not grounded in, in a good group of men or women to hold you accountable, to grow, to not just be real and raw with, but to grow together with, um, like that is how you that is how you don't be out of the world, as you may be grounded in Christ, in the Christian subculture, but that you go into the world. Justin, you were going to say something. Yeah, I think that the uh, when we're looking at our example and who we should be following, uh, not our not our lay leaders or our Kanye's or our other influencers, but when we look at the actions of what Jesus did, right? Jesus not only took time for himself and went off by himself to um, grow, uh, and he spent time with those that were close to him in his community, um, but he also spend time, uh, another cliche coming up, because Jesus dined with tax collectors and sinners. Get right? it! Uh, and so we look at 
our example, and it wasn't a uh, just I, I I know enough, and I and I'm just going to stay within my bubble and stay within the the things I'm comfortable with. Um, but he but he took that opportunity to eat with them and to be with them and to relate to them and to heal them, um, to do life with them. And he didn't do it at the expense of his relationships, um, of his, of his disciples and those he had, uh, shared life with. Um, and, and he didn't do it at the expense of his own growth and, and time spent away and, um, prayer and fasting and time with the father. But, um, he didn't exclude those because they didn't align with his with his perspective, and so we should have that same um, focus uh, that we shouldn't just be exclusive to our own uh, our own family or our own church, or our own small group or communities or Bible studies or whatever. But we should be out in the world um, as an example, uh, and and again engaging with our culture. Um, because if you are not familiar with the culture and you don't know what the culture is or, or how they're acting um, or, or what is uh, the latest uh, trend of the day, then it will make you somewhat irrelevant and it will diminish the effectiveness of your message. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to jump off that in, in maybe in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> dive. Um, I think another thing um, to go along with that is we shouldn't be afraid to to go into the world with our foundation, but also to bring people into our our world as well, right? So, in a student ministry context, I see, I've seen over the years where um, students will have like they're just Christian friends, and then they're just uh, they're just not Christian friends, right? Into those that's that's simplifying it, and there's not a lot of crossover. There's not a lot of uh, let me bring them into what's happening. And part of it, and sometimes it's it's fear, concern, right? Because if you're bringing someone who is, like I've seen this a lot, right? Who has a non-Christian background, you're bringing them to a night of youth group. It's a little weird, right? It's a little. It's. It, you can bring them to the Halloween alternative. Yeah, right, right. Uh, that's why we create. You those still things. do the exact same stuff. And you have candy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> to dress up like an like an apostle. Just don't use the color red. <laughs> don't be a devil. Uh, definitely don't want to. But like I, I think it's it's okay. You don't need you don't need to bring them to like that as the you know church doesn't have to be the first thing you bring them to. But is there a way to bring people who are outside the Christian culture in, in ways uh, to gently bring them into your world, right? If it's if yeah, if it's a just a, a social gathering where you're showing people, yes, we are normal for the most part, right? Like you, you don't have to. Debatable. Well, it depends, right? Yeah. I, I guess uh, we, you know, church is weird, man. It's true. It is. Yeah. It just is. But I think but. it's. I see often like there's this fear and this concern that I can't bring a non-Christian into my world because right. uh, because of X, Y, and Z. Make up all the excuses. Like you want to be strategic, but I see more more fear uh, and fear that says, "Well, I won't. I won't. I won't do anything at all." Now, I think and. This is where there's the balance, right? Because there's also a part of it where we just we need to be missional, right? We that's another Christian word, Get right? It. Yeah, we, we need to be the ones who are who are also going out and 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 being a good witness. And witness doesn't necessarily mean like get on a soapbox and preach to them right there, but be that example. I mean, that's a part of that we also need to do. But um, anyway, yeah, I would argue that's the primary part of what we need to do. Yeah, I think that having church events and bringing people in is great. Um, it shouldn't be shouldn't be uh, forgotten. Um, 
But so a cousin of mine is a um, associate pastor of a church in San Diego, uh, which is which is certainly the world's heathens over in California. Wow. Their baseball team is the Padres, as in like religious and the fathers. 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 Yeah, that's what you did there. Yeah, so it's the same. That's what you did there. So they have, so they really, right, encourage this idea of like, you, I mean, missional living of like you, you being in the world and we will support you as a church, right? Mm-hmm. So they actually push mm-hmm. their people like, you can bring people to events here, but like, that's not what we really want you to do. So to put their money where their mouth is, they have a fund that's called the Mission of Living Fund. And any member of their congregation can go request like up to $500 and say like, hey, I want to have a block party and like invite people. I'm just uh, going to get a bouncy house and grill and just get together people on my street and I'm going to host it. And, and it's actually, we're not going to like share the gospel. Like we're not, it's not. Mm-hmm. And, and the church is like, great. We, we, we want you to build relationships, right? With the end game of, right? You're, you're pursuing this person for Christ eventually, or your neighbor for Christ. Um, even though you're not, we're not, this event is not explicitly to do that. And their church's rule is you can't put the church's name on it. Mm-hmm. Is the bouncy house like Noah's Ark? <laughs> is that like the actually so telling think, a Bible story? Well, I think it's the flames of hell <laughs> along the outside. Oh, just like flames, bouncing in the flames of hell. This is where you'll. This be. is the most we're, fun hell gonna, I've ever been in. We're gonna go on a field trip <laughs> to a museum, the Creation Museum. Okay, let's not get into that. So right, oh, like collective um, side. <laughs> <sighs> Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Saying the Earth is old. <laughs> How old? Sorry, I, we don't have time for that on Sorry, our podcast. No, no, no. Um, We're digressing. No, so just the idea of, right, um, we talk about what does it mean to be in the world without being of it is, right, like you, the point that I'm making is you not waiting for your church to do it or your pastor to it or for an event to do it. It's mm-hmm. you doing it. We are called, you are called to go do it. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's relational. It's all relational and, and the excuse that we like to do is I'm an introvert. Like, it's always, like, the sexiest thing to be an introvert. Like, oh, man, people, relationships make me tired. Like, yeah, I'm like, no! Mike says that all the time. It's just like, guys, I get you have, and I'm, Church people I get worn out by people. Like, I get it. Like, relational energy Are you an thing. introvert? Uh, it depends. D- depends on how I feel that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how I... Depends, today, today I'm an extrovert. I, depends on if I don't want When I'm on a podcast, I'm an extrovert because that's what the people want. Um, <laughs> by popular of, demand. By popular demand, all 10,010. Um, um, but, but yeah, you're bringing them to a relationship. You're not bringing them to, like, a, a function or, like, a club. Right. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a life-changing community. At least it should be. Right. Um, and it's something that, you know, like, the, the problem is I think a lot of people are so self-sufficient now, or it's so easy to, like, not get into the weeds and in the, you know, relationships that as you do life with people, regardless of whether you're in a marriage or whether you're just friends, whatever it might be, it's, there's, relationships are messy because people are sinful and messy. And so it takes a lot of effort, and our culture's done a good job of saying, like, we can have relationships, but we can remove all the messiness and complications. You can entertain yourself. You can have purpose in life. You can support this cause without ever having to, to interact with people. Like, I can do all my shopping from my couch. I can do all these things like... Order ahead on the restaurant. Now. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't have to... So I can just be like, pick up my bag and go, you know, like... And, and it's convenient for some things because, you know, like we're trying to get to A, B, or C, but it's... 
we have to learn how to rela- have relationships again because I I think the church needs to be countercultural in that it 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 reaches out to people that are kind of you know shy away from relational interactions and whatnot. We have to take the lead on that. So, yeah. My uh, my final comment before we do conclusions is uh, Penn Jillette of Penn and Teller. Oh, okay. He, he's a profound and known atheist, and the one who talks. The one who talks. The one who talks. Are you gonna give that same clip or example of the clip where it's like the that they show at every conference of like he's an atheist, but a Christian came up to him and like treat him like a person, and so now he's considering Christianity, but he's actually not. No. Okay. No. I'm just saying we've all seen the video. No, I have not. I'll have to look at that. You're, I'm out of, out of the loop. Sorry. It's... No, but what? It, and he has a lot of great little quips and quotes like uh, often about Christianity and atheism, and one of the one of the, I think the most telling ones is is he said I can't imagine um, hating someone more than truly believing someone is going to spend eternity in a place like hell and not doing everything you can to he tell them. He says that in the video. Okay, yeah, to yeah. tell them about. To tell them about. And I'm like, yeah, which right, which you can yeah. take to the extreme and can lead to bullhorn preaching and can lead to what it should should lead us to is developing relationships because that's how you really can. And not that you can't. Yeah, people, people have been won through street preaching. I don't mean to diminish that. But by and large and generally, we, I mean... We are not, if, if every, like calling out every Christian, right, on this podcast, if you are not pursuing, if you can't list one to five non-Christians that, is it, that, are, that come to your mind when you think of pursuing someone for Christ, like, you're missing, you're missing something, right? And like, and we as pastors, we talk about that. That's tough because it's like, a lot of people, a lot of people's their vocation. It doesn't have to be, but it can be your vocation, right? Our vocation is, mm-hmm. is the church in general. Um, so, yeah, if you can't, if you can't readily name, yeah, at least even one non-Christian that you have a relationship with, um, you're you you might be, you might be in the Christian might be a lazy Christian culture bubble. Might be a lazy, there it was. Might be a lazy, might be a lazy be a Christian. Christian. There you go. Yeah. Well, we officially solved the Christian culture. Uh, well, this is one yeah. where this is one very long part. So hopefully everyone had an hour and a half run ready uh, to listen to this, or whether this is two, ends up being a two parter. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. And we'll do some quick roundtable thank yous before we sign off in episode one. Um, we'll start with old Steven. Why do we have to start with me? Because people like to hear your voice. That's why we had you back. Do they? Do you want to start with someone else? If you could. Okay, my so guess that lined up. Wow, everyone's really yeah, no, I'm, thankful I'm, today. I, so get, I feel like this, is, this one's kind of like, I don't know. I, I, this, when this episode comes out in September, right? Uh, hey, I'm thankful for... For the not, not that I hold this as an idol, but I'm thankful for for sports specifically, the Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA title. So yeah. that's that's I'm thankful for yeah. for that. Brewers, Brewers and Packers are next. Come on, mm, you know I take the Brewers. I I don't know who knows what the Packers will do. I know I know we got some people here who don't. Depends know. on what old I was waiting for that heresy horn to come back. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> heresy. Yeah, sports. I agree. I bet that you know. Don't want to hold. Don't want to hold sports as an idol, but it's yeah, it's okay. going to be exciting. I want, but a little bit. When I listen to this in September, I want to be reminded. Oh yeah, that's right. That did happen around that time, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> that's so. true. That's true. Yeah. Bring this back, Justin. Uh, in in keeping with the Bucks theme, um, and and my own love of frozen treats uh, i'm gonna shout out a thank you to cops custard mm. uh so bucks and championship Oscars. bucks championship custard 
And uh, as we are recording this, uh, today is tiramisu, so oh, we will be leaving here <laughs> and uh, picking up some tiramisu to go. So oh, shout out to, to cops. I want the hottest days of the summer. Smart it's idea. Get it to the freezer. All right, Steve, you had plenty of time. I didn't realize, oh man, I could have totally said the bucks and then taken that one. <laughs> be thankful for something. They're yeah, because I'm like, Giannis, honest, it's like, I'm internally thankful for you. Giannis' is 50 <laughs> chicken minis. Yeah. 50 chicken minis. Um, not 49, yes. not 51. Yes. Um, I'm thankful for our outdoor services that we do at our church because it's a change of pace. Everyone, it's one service, so I don't have to serve as much. <laughs> I can do it all, in, and, and it's just cajon, it's not to, a full set. Anything to get me I play drums more. for people who don't know. It's, like, it's part of my spiritual resume. I play drums. Um, I can do it all, ladies and gentlemen. Resume. Mostly ladies. Uh, I'm just kidding. Anyways, I'm thankful for I'm, I'm thankful for the outdoor services that we do because and especially when, you know, we were kind of shut down for a bit there when we had our first outdoor service there were a lot of people that came that you know, we were all masked in case the government's listening on this. We're, we all were masked, we all socially distanced, we had a very safe but a lot of people came that we hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, first so service back in a long time. It was great. So but we we've had good weather every time. Yep. I think. Yeah. Which, I think well, good in that it hasn't been raining. Right. right. I, I almost thought we were on the verge of needing to cancel today. People were just lethargic. I thought a little bit. And just no one had heat stroke. We were it's good. Not. People brought umbrellas. So I'm yeah. thankful for doing that in the summer. Yeah. So. I'll throw more there. I'm thankful for when the weather will cool down and we get to. Like, you fall. don't know what you're asking for. Uh, I weather. think I do. Cool down as in like. Sweater weather. I, I've lived through enough as guys. Plunge into the, the depths of negative. September to November are my jam. Yes. Yeah. I mean, fall is nice. Yeah. It's two weeks, but it's true. I am <laughs> thankful for um, your third child that you just had. No. <laughs> no. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's back up a little bit. Back up. Back it up. I might just gotta leave. Uh, sure. Right, everybody, you know, you have your stages that you like, I think, as parents. And They're called things. seasons. <laughs> my apologies. My, my apologies, Michael. Uh, you have seasons <laughs> of parenting that you like, um, and you know some people. Right? There's there's pros and cons to every season of a child's life, and right some seasons. Um, You're the winter season. Some seasons, uh, you the the cons are the cons of that season are like great your grind your gears more than the cons of other seasons, and vice versa for the pros. So like. Like there are pros of a newborn, and there are pros of like a child under six and nine months, and they're cute and they're fun, and they don't talk back and disobey you because they can't obey. They just poop and eat and sleep. <laughs> right, pros. Uh, con <laughs> the cons of a baby. I think that like I think it's our least favorite age. Like we love Ruth. Don't get me wrong. Like we love that daughter. We love that our girl a lot. Little nugget. But I'm like chicken mini. Man, when they hit nine months or a year, get it? Or I mean, what's he? He's hit nine months, seventy months. Eight. Eight months. Yeah. Didn't you follow, don't you follow them on Facebook? They post every month. I don't. Yeah, it's true. Your wife does. So. My hatred is not for you. No, I'll say my family. <laughs> I was thinking my wife, but you guys all went superfluous, but I'll go with my wife. Uh, again, because... Some of us can't be thankful for their current wife, because they don't have You can one. thank your future wife, Steve. <laughs> not, my, not, my, not my whatever, not my problem. What's the phrase? Not my... Monkeys? 
Not my circus. Yeah. Not my circus. Not my monkeys. Oh, right. right. I, I've I, never I, heard I, that. No, you must oh, say not, I, my I, I not, that not my monkey. Not my monkey. Not my problem. Another part of Christian culture that we actually mean. love is just sayings like "Not my monkey, not my problem." <laughs> <laughs> Their monkeys are problems. Oh my! All monkeys are a problem. Not my circus. Not my monkeys. <laughs> like, I don't know. That just keep that, going. That right. Um, no, uh, my wife allowed me to be here today to record this on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, thanks, and, Kristen. Uh, and she just is an incredible mother of three. And yeah, three kids under five. It's tough, man. You should bring home some cops custard. Tammy. I. Oh, it's a genius idea. Now she's she's gonna like give me the credit today, and then a month and a half from now be like, oh, found out that was Justin's idea, but you took full credit for it. Fantastic. You can totally edit that that part out, right? Or yeah. throw your voice in there. Like I, really. I should get cops. I say I edit these things. <laughs> I just throw them up there. Oh, man, we did it. Back with season two. Thanks, podcast audience, for being here with us. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen A. Timeout. Yes, from Acts 7. What? I was named after the guy from Acts 7. The Book of Acts. Oh, the martyr. First yeah. martyr. Yeah, man. Don't come to the hol- to the uh, Halloween alternative nope. dressed as Stephen nope. from Acts 7. I'll be totally 7. stoned. Wow. <laughs> Moving on. But I'm low! Uh, no, wait, wait. <sighs> Whoa! Uh, Justin, thank you for your time. Cause it has been a pleasure. You're li- is it pleasure the right word? Is it pleasure the word? Yeah. It was. It was a good time. But you, you left your little one as well. I did. Who was probably napping. He thanks, Jess. Yep. And um, no thanks to you because we do this. This is what we do. So, this is what we do. This is what we do. Uh, okay. Man, everyone have a great week. Stay, well, it's like September, so hopefully you're staying cool. Enjoy football. Enjoy football. Go Hawks. Yep. Go my boys, my Razorbacks. Undefeated this year. You know, we are supposed to play, I think we were playing Notre Dame this year. That is true. That's true. Let's watch that together. Let's do it. Until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Justin. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike, and this was the season two premiere of the Redeeming Church Podcast.